Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixel Refresh Podcast. My name is Marco Rodriguez, and I'm joined, as ever, by my handsome co-host, Mario Amaral. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. We have a ton of stuff to talk about today, so let's get straight into it. How's it going, man? Nothing much, man. Just uh, early morning. We have uh, a schedule issuing issue here where yeah. we try to to get some time in the week. It's been kind of a busy week for me. Yeah. A lot of changes. And uh, yeah, trying to figure this out. It seems like it's uh, it's gone pretty crazy, but but we want to get it up. So that's we want to get it up. That's yeah, a good for sure. Time. 8 a.m. We're both up and uh, yeah. ready to do this. Uh, both of it looks like both of our wives are still sleeping. Yep. Comfortably in their bed. And Except uh, you have a yeah. room to be in. I'm in the same room as her. So this is probably really annoying. Yeah, she probably wants to kill you at this moment. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, scheduling issue. So we just decided we're going to post, uh, not post, but record at like 8 a.m. So, eh, it's whatever. Uh, Which, I, you know, 8 a.m. really isn't that early. But on a Sunday from a Saturday where you were up all night, yeah, it's pretty yeah, early. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to get over this hangover. Yeah, you got to stop getting drunk on that fresh air. No, oh, that's right. It was Sam's birthday yesterday. Kidding. No, it was on Friday. No, wow. Thanks for you wow, remembering. It, Jeez. <laughs> it was on Friday. That's right. That's why we didn't record Friday. I mean, that's why I didn't even offer to record Friday. Yeah. Uh, what'd you guys do? You guys went out, right? I did see. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we you guys went, went to, out to Scatterbush. Uh, yeah, we went to Scatterbush with her brother and uh, her brother's girlfriend. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, went to dinner, had dinner, went back to the house, cut a cake, you know, gave her some gifts. Nice. Um, Would you get her or do you want to say it on air or no? Sure. I got her a pair of, uh, Gucci slides. Nice. Yeah. yeah it was, I don't uh, know what that is, but you know, I know Gucci's really good and I know she loves. Yeah. They're slides. Loves, uh, what do you call it? Like Chanel-ish. Like. Oh, sli- okay. So sandals. they're slippers. Like they're slippers. Sandals. sandals. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I know she. I know she loves her designer, you know, definitely. So I'm pretty sure she, she does. She really yeah, she enjoyed does. that. She did enjoy it. She loves them. Um, That's great. If for me, it was like, oh, what can I get her that falls within her really expensive taste, but is not a fucking, you know, a nail in my pocket, you know? Hey, listen, for the wives, for our, <clears throat> for our spouses, you empty that pocket out, man. You empty <laughs> that pocket out, man. For real. For real. I'm, it's, it's so true. It's so true. Um, so that's awesome, though. Actually, you guys were the first ones who introduced me and Amanda to Scatterbush, which is an yeah, Italian so restaurant. Yeah, so actually, it's funny. The The location we went to is very similar to the location me, you, Sam, and Amanda went to. Oh, okay. Like like visually. And so when we walked in there, we're like deja vu. Like it just reminded us of the time me and you, like we went out together, you know? That's awesome. Because the last time I went to a Scatterbush, um, which I've only gone twice, the one time with uh, all of us, and then uh, this last time, a few months ago, and it was a totally different layout. You know, because we entered in from, like, I would say the left of the, the doorway. Yeah. And you entered in, it was like on the right was the DJ and the person greeting you or whatever. Mm-hmm. On the left was like like a, almost like a bar situation where they were making like the fresh cheese. Was and it the same location we went to or? No, no, I went. No, I'm saying that's what the original location was. Uh, okay, but this yeah. one was different. This one was like you enter in, and there's like the hostess there, and then straight to the left is like all the seating area. Right? It was very different. Oh, like the layout, and they had like the cool thing is they had like bikes up in the air, like uh, they had like bikes hung up by chains and everything. Like it was very cool styling. 
Yeah. Yeah, the, so, that's yeah. that's the one thing I really enjoy about the Scatterbushes because they're like, uh, they they've got like such an interesting aesthetic to them. Like all the things that people don't notice, like all the chairs are different. They're not a yeah, standardized chair. Yeah, I've noticed chair. that. You're right. At, I have your, at your table, that. the the table, the the cloths that they give you for your uh, you know utensils are different. Um, and the, the little shared, they usually at a restaurant, there's the little plates that they put on the table and they're always all different. And it's supposed to, I guess like Sam puts it in a nice way where she's like, it's supposed to feel like your Italian grandma's house, you know, where nothing ever matches and like, you know, that's, that's the, that's the vibe that they're going for. And that's why there's like pictures all over the walls and, you know, vintage bikes maybe hanging from the ceiling or something like that. Like plus, plus it's really cool. Great, and the food, food is, is really good. Well, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so happy birthday to Sam! Happy belated birthday to Sam! Yeah, seriously, happy, happy, yeah, happy birthday! I already did my due diligence, but yeah, on the podcast, happy birthday, Sam! Yeah, for sure. You know, shout outs to her. You know, getting younger by by the year. So, so, so I wanted to talk to you about this. Um, I wanted to talk to you about that Google Chat thing. Okay. Are you excited for this? Because I'm about to tear you to pieces. I am excited about it. I'm excited about it because, number one, first thing I heard, and I know this is coming out of you, uh-huh. uh, you know, you're going to talk about how this is like an iMessage competitor. Okay. It's not. It's, they've it's not. even said it's not encrypted. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not even encrypted. Okay, oh, so you're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna tear it apart for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tear it apart. It's a, we need like a, a really good messaging app on on Android, right? We do. And yeah. we need something that uh, from what I understand this is um what RCS? I think that's what it's is called. That, is that what it, yeah, rich. RCS. So it's rich communications services. So this is on a carrier side, yeah. right? There this is not just like an app you're downloading. This is working with carriers out there. This is to get some of the features that iMessage has in the sense of Knowing uh, when someone is typing, yeah, hmm, uh, you know, knowing a message has been read, delivered, read which receipts, you yeah, read, read receipts. receipts, right? Which you can do now. Like if if someone has another uh, pure Android device and they're using the the same messaging app, you can do that already. But it's yeah. based on an app; it's not a carrier service, right? And they've been trying to do this for a while. I mean, it's it, it's not that they've been trying to do it in the sense of on the carrier side, but it's been talked about over and over i'm excited about it i you know you, i hate how do you people remember, are um do you remember roger's extreme texting no honestly, okay so I've for never. a long time roger's had something called extreme texting and i feel like it was using so so for those who don't know rcs is not anything new it's been in development for years just google is paying more attention to it because they want carriers to adopt it and and essentially what rcs is is it's a follow-up to sms so right now all text messages go through sms uh, sms protocols uh, and they want to change that protocol to rcs because it has um all these new additions like we're just saying the read receipts the the uh knowing when someone's texting you bubble just like uh uh just like an iMessage. Uh, it has a ton of these really great features that you're already used to from like an iPhone standpoint and those other third-party apps like WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger. Um, 
Again, the only downfall right now that I can see is that it's not encrypted end-to-end, but neither is SMS, so just remember that. Um, But going back to Roger's um, extreme uh, texting, I feel like this was their first um, version of this, of using this. Um, And so with extreme texting, you had like, I forget like all the feature sets, but they had a ton of features that that you couldn't do on a regular texting app, um, like creating auto replies. I'm trying to find the list here. And this is an app, or was it just so if you th- were a Rogers was, customer? Um, this was something that was you can enable in your My Rogers app. Oh, okay. Uh, and um. Oh, here, here's a good list. So you would have auto replies. You could block tes- text messages from unwanted people. You can send automatic uh, copies of your text message to other phones. Uh, you could have a personal signature, like things that uh, a distribution list. So you can send one text to many people. Um, also, you could forward your texts to another text message from another wireless number. Uh, so like th- these are things that like weren't a part of your phone, but they were from the carrier. Uh, and I feel like they may have used like the RCS maybe protocol in some sort of way uh, to do this kind of thing, because these are like features that you wouldn't get from your, default your regular phone. SMS. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, okay. I kind of have this view on it right now. If you're out there and you're comparing um, this new chat app, that Google's working on <clears throat> and you're comparing it to iMessage, WhatsApp, uh, all these other encrypted messaging applications. It doesn't make any sense. Think I think of this as like an SMS update upgrade. Yeah. Okay. In, and it's like way overdue. Let's get that right out there. It's way, way overdue, overdue, but in the way overdue and hopefully all the carriers, cause I know they're working with carriers all over the world. Yeah. Hopefully all the carriers, they they hop on because it's it's the upgrade that's due. You know, SMS is so old school. It's like that's why people are using WhatsApp, you know, except for like encryption. If you're really worried about someone stealing your information, like, you know, you're some kind of terrorist or something, you yeah, probably will use it. In that case, it. you'd be either using Telegram or one of these other end-to-end right. encrypted, you know. But the, but the truth in the end is when you start talking about RCS, you're talking about something that's universal. That means... You know, if we still had a Windows phone, <laughs> you you would still have this feature as long as your carrier was was supporting it. If you have uh, an iOS device, an Apple phone, you'll still be supporting it. Any anything will support it, and that goes along with not needing a pure Android phone yeah. to get this feature. And that's the great thing about it, because right now it's like, okay, iMessage is great, but it's only on iOS devices, so that's pointless to. There's a huge part of the market that's not iOS customers. Yeah, very true. So all the features that are important to me um, are coming to this. And and I understand they've stopped like um, funding every other ch- uh, service out there that isn't uh, yeah, a chat so, app, so right? One of the They're investing is, in this 100%. Yeah, one of the biggest pieces of news out of this is that they have stopped investing in Allo, the last texting app that they created. Which was um, not great, in my opinion. Yeah, well, they, they announced Allo and Duo, right? Allo was the text, and, and Duo video was the video. Was yeah. 
and for some reason, Google keeps making these separate apps and not just making them one app. But I heard Duo is actually doing great. It probably is. I, I don't a know. A lot of people like, are using I don't Duo. use it. Neither you or I use it. We used to, we just used it briefly. Just because we have, right? We did. Um, we do when, have what used to be so. on an Android phone. We were using it for a bit, and then we actually switched to. Because me and you actually have found that every time we test a different one of these apps' video capabilities, the quality is... Uh, Subpar. Yeah, exactly. No, that is the biggest issue, especially when you're comparing it to something like uh, FaceTime. The quality of the video isn't, uh, isn't great. And then again, there's one thing I don't like about something like Allo and then... Um, Sorry, what was the other app? Duo. Duo, yes. So Duo, the video app. There's one thing I don't like about that. Two different apps that should be integrated together into one app. I don't like that. I'm that type of person like, why do I need two apps yeah. when this one app should do everything? Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, because I'm used to that. I'm used to both ecosystems, right? So I'm kind of used to um, iPhone. iPhone's doing that and then going into an Android and it's like, why do I need two different apps? Well, well, Android does I mean, have options, the right? That you do that, have like, FaceTime is a system level application, and yes, it does have its own icon. But I think where me and you are coming from is that like I can initiate a FaceTime from my texting app. Right. It is a separate app, but you can initiate it from there. That's correct. But I think so it's I think only that's... a matter of time till they don't need an actual app for FaceTime, and it's just built into the OS. I'm excited about this. I'm yeah. excited about their new chat app. Um, I, I don't know what you were thinking about ripping. <laughs> well, ripping I was just I was on, just but... gonna say for all the people who think this is gonna be like Google's, you know, call to you know create an iMessage competitor. It's not. It's literally not an iMessage competitor because it's on, an upgrade. It's an update to SMS, and it's the an other upgrade, part is yeah. that as soon as Apple would like to or want to, they could implement these features too for. You know, they could add chat, as it's so called. And just so you guys know, it's not Google chat. It's just chat because it's not a Google product. Even though Google is building it, it's a product that carriers can implement. And so it's... Right, it's, it's like a universal. white-branded. Right. Um, but yeah, there's even like a lot of the articles that were talking about this has said like, hey, it's just who knows, Apple actually could implement all these new RCS features. And so after iMessage, you would have two another tier before hitting SMS. You would have, you know, iMessage chat or RCS, and then you would have it defaulting to SMS if none of those were working. RCS is, is just a protocol from my understanding. Yeah, just it's just like SMS. It's, it's just, just a, a protocol. protocol. Yeah. So think about it this way. If you're an iPhone user, if you use iOS, you know, whether it's your iPhone or whatever, <clears throat> iOS is just on iPhone, but I'm assuming you can't do text messaging through um, an iPad unless you've got an iPad that uses uh, a SIM card. Like a not a SIM card, but a, yeah, a SIM card, right? Like a GS, uh, GSM. Some kind of data. On yeah, it. yeah. So and RCS, be able to RCS text, would, doesn't have would, its own number, right? RCS RCS will use data. It will use your data plan. Okay. So think about it this way. Right now, if you're on an iOS device and you see somebody coming in as a green bubble, it's like it ruins it for you, right? You're just like, I can't see if they've read it. I can't yeah. message them. And I can't see if they're typing. Like all these features that you enjoy. Because 
half of the people out there who use probably more than half, they don't know or care about encryption. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. They don't know. Like right now, if I tell uh, many of the people I know that, hey, do you know iMessage is encrypted? They don't know that. And they don't care. Because like when that was a big deal was like BBM. And even then people are like, they didn't care. Unless you were doing something you didn't want somebody to know about. And I, and I guess I also, there's more than I also privacy. I think the, the political climate when you were asking these questions was very different than it is today. Privacy is a big thing now. Yeah, it's a huge thing now. And like, if you ask people what that is, their question might not be like, I don't care. Or their answer might not be, I don't care. It might be like, what is that? And, you know, if you're saying like, oh, all your messages are basically scrambled before being sent over the line to the next phone and then unscrambled when they get to the other side so that nobody can intercept your message in the middle and and read what you're sending, then people might be like, oh, shit, like, yeah, I'm totally down for that. I hope I really did a pretty good job on, you know, describing what encryption is but <laughs> no I, I yeah you did a good job basically you're right it scrambles everything up and you know without having that other end user and and then being up to unscramble it so they can see what it actually said yeah right just think about that like in the middle it's just like one zero one zero one zero it's like random random things it's like nobody could read it. it's like if i if i gave you a secret message right now and only you had the code yeah to to read it then only you would be able to read it so anyways going past that though so i'm excited let's just let's just put it out there i don't care about the encryption and i'm wondering is it something in the future they could also do with rcs is get it encrypted this is a possible possibility that's a good question i don't know i that i don't know i think the biggest piece from it is that every different carrier would need to have some sort of encryption on their side and maybe they don't want it encrypted for legal reasons like if someone has to get to your text messages yeah maybe there's like something i I also feel that if people are going to use an app for encryption again they would probably just resort to like a whatsapp or like a, a telegram in my case it would be iMessage and Facebook, do they... Uh, Facebook, I think. I'm not sure. Encrypts? But again, we can really trust Facebook these days. No, so. you can't. But if you're someone who didn't care about what happened with Facebook right now, yeah. you're probably not going to care about it being encrypted. And then a lot of people, even even if you're not using iMessage, which is, is encrypted, they are using other apps which are available, like Telegram and... Yeah, Telegram is um, a big one. Telegram is... Yeah. Telegram is one of two apps. I can't remember the name of the second one. That um, that's their pitch is that hey, our messaging platform is fully encrypted and like we're all about your privacy in that sense. Like you can send the messages big and we're not just going to hand them to anybody. But the big news is all these really cool features that, as you were saying, came out a long time ago on uh you know Rogers extreme messaging or whatever it was called I never really heard about it or used it I don't think I, I I've been a Fido fan for many years so I don't think that feature ever came out on Fido yeah but either way I'm super excited because what do I miss about iMessage it is these little things I do get it from WhatsApp yeah but I would love to just be using my regular messaging app uh and get these features right because then I'd get them from everyone on my contacts list contact list instead of just people who are using whatsapp so yes i'm looking forward to this i'm not comparing it to imessage i'm not making it a competition between it and imessage 
or WhatsApp or anything like that. I'm thinking of this as a long-awaited uh, update to SMS. And they've been talking about RCS forever, and this sh should have been out already. It's it's sad it's taking so long, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be something really interesting. I'm I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm excited to see it come out and like see where it goes. Just uh, just for the sole fact that you know, SMS has been the you know standard for so long. It's going to be interesting to see how this technology changes the way we interact via SMS, you know, or that style of messaging. Right. And I think like to simplify this now at the end as much as possible is forget about uh it being called RCS because that might be confusing to some people. Just be called just chat. think about yeah, just called chat and just think about it this way. It's not an app you're going to have to download. It's not like, well, I'm gonna have to download chat to, to use these features in anybody. This is gonna be carrier based. If your carrier's using this, if Rogers, Fido, Bell, and I'm talking about the Canadian companies here, all the, you know, and there's many more out there, Kudo, Telus, if all these companies uh, integrate this, which I'm assuming will be how it works, because it's it's mostly run by three big companies, anyways, if, yep. or two. Mm -hmm. If they if they decide, all to everybody do it, will do this. No, problem. everybody will be on it. So think about it this way: it's not an app you're gonna have to download. It's nothing special. It's just going to work. Yeah. The next time you message someone, every time next uh, time you open your, I think it's called the Messages app on your i on your uh, Android phone. Which is it the default, the Google right. Messages app, right? As soon as you start typing, it's gonna it's gonna have uh, iMessage features. Like, it's not gonna so, be like tomorrow. We don't know when it will release. Right, we don't know when it's coming out. I'm not saying this is out there already and it's gonna start tomorrow. We don't know uh, when it's coming out. There's no date. But be sure to uh, tune into the podcast because when it does, yeah. we will talk about it. Um, so yeah, was that like, uh, do you think we covered everything? Do you want to like, uh, I think we covered the basics. There's not really much more you could say about this. Okay. You know, it's coming out soon. It's going to be great. It's going to, uh, you know, change the whole messaging situation it's, with yeah, anybody who's not using stuff. It's not iMessage, but it's something yeah. similar. iMessage or a third party. It's yeah. going to change it. Um, uh, you, uh, you put down something about this grasshopper app. So Google's. Yes. What what did you read up on that? Yeah, I read up on it. Actually, I got like um, I have the Google News section right, and that was one of the things on there. I did use it for a little bit. Oh, cool! I wanted to try it out. Yeah, so it's actually really cool. It's really easy, and it's a fun way to learn code. I haven't used it very long. I think I've only done like three lessons. Do you think you're like um, retaining anything? Sorry, are you retaining anything? Do you think if you used it for long enough, you're actually actively remembering what to do when you encounter certain things i i don't know if i've gotten that far into it to be able to say i'll retain something okay. i i'm on just flags so it kind of starts you on like making flags with just using colors and code oh cool and uh you know how you begin with like long um you know, phrases to make a color and a flag and do a space and yeah. all that. And then they start showing you easier, shorter ways of doing it, right? Before you continue, but, just tell the audience what this is. So this is an app uh, to teach you how to code. So if you wanted to make applications, games, anything like that, and you would need to know how to code. Is it specifically um, for Android code? This is using um, 
Um, uh, tell me, what's the main code out there? Say the name, and I'll tell you if it is or not. HTML, JavaScript. It's Java, but there's there's two types of Java, right? It's, no, there's Java, and then there's JavaScript. Those are two different languages, but Java is used in Android coding. I'm pretty sure it's JavaScript. It's a very big universal one, so I'm pretty sure it's JavaScript. Okay. Would it be JavaScript? Because I'm not really familiar with well, the coding. JavaScript is a web technology. If this is a native technology, then it's Java, which also is I'm very good. big. Okay, so I don't know exactly which one it is. Well, it doesn't matter. I have just, to take a, okay, so tell the audience. I don't know if you want me to look it up, but... It's uh, JavaScript. I looked it up. It's JavaScript. Okay, so let's say it's JavaScript. It basically takes you through these, these steps on how to... Um, you know, it starts with flags. I mean, I haven't got really far into it, but it starts with flags. It starts telling, teaching you how to use code in the most simple way. You're pretty, you're pretty much just in the first stages. You're just clicking on preset options to okay. see if you know what's going to happen, right? Like what yeah. goes into the next space. And then later on, you do get the option to type it in yourself. So they change things from like, you know, having to put a whole color name into just using G for green. Oh, or B for blue. So you're creating functions that when you call G, it will change it to blue. To green right, you're creating blue. the function, so you have to you have to tell it that that's what G stands for. Right. That's cool. So yeah, you it, it is teaching you, and if you're really into code, or you know maybe you want to build an app in the future, uh, or a game, or something, some sort of of. And this is free. System. Again, I didn't this do any free. research on this piece. But I, I thought I thought it was really cool, though. It is really cool, and I'm I'm gonna continue using it. It gives you little updates, like, hey, don't forget, you know, you've got another lesson. It gives you kind of like a little quiz in between them, like with some questionnaires asking you, uh, you know, some of the stuff you've learned. And, yeah. And if you don't know, it'll like refresh you, like, hey, that's not correct. This is how it works, right? Oh. That's so cool. yes, I, I I definitely like it. I enjoy it. I'm gonna continue using it because I am interested in in um. Learning code? And code, learning code. It's just that for me, it's, and I'm pretty sure for a lot of people, it's very intimidating. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, you know, what is all this like jumble mumble over here? Especially, so JavaScript is like a, is like the closest to like a native programming language you're going to get for the web. So it's really interesting that they chose JavaScript and like maybe base JavaScript of all things to teach you. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally going to continue using it. Maybe you I'll can you uh, maybe you can update us on like what you learned. Yeah, I'll definitely update on uh, you know if I think it's super difficult or I'm not like getting any of it or it's really you know sticking with me and I'm enjoying it or yeah I'll definitely give some updates. It is called Grasshopper. Um, don't know if it's on iOS. I know it's on Android. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, on iOS. That's a good question. Um, also, it's not under the Google section. Um, yeah, so you're saying it's not in the Google section, it's an app, it's free, uh, it helps you learn JavaScript, um, and it does it in a pretty fun, intuitive way. Um, it's available only on Android, I just looked it up, it's only on Android. Uh, oh, is it? It doesn't exist on iOS, but there are plenty of apps like this on the iOS platform for you to use. Uh, most of them require a subscription. Uh, some of them don't. If you want to learn any sort of coding, a pretty good start or go-to is something called codeacademy.com. I'm pretty sure that they have apps for both the uh, iPhone and um, and Android. Um, but that's like if if you can't get Grasshopper and you don't and you want to learn more than just JavaScript, uh, Code Academy is a, is a pretty cool pretty cool place to go.
in my opinion. Okay, so let's talk about Apple and how they're suing someone, this this little third-party uh, company that does repairs. Yeah. On, uh, I don't know if they do just repairs on iPhones. I think it's in Norway. You said you read more. Yeah, it's on a Norwegian it's um, a... repair company who uh, basically was taking refurbished screens. These are screens that were made out of original iPhone parts in China. Um, so they would take the different broken pieces and make a new screen out of them. Um, and he was putting them in his repairs. And I guess Apple was like, yo, uh, we don't want you using like third party refurbished stuff in the phones. Well, their terminology was counterfeit. Yeah. They counterfeit, were counterfeit yeah. parts, which they weren't because... From what I understand, well, in, in in technicality, no, they weren't. But from the standpoint of Apple, and I'm not really defending them, I kind of really don't agree with this whole process. But in I order for you to get certified replacement parts from Apple, you need to be Apple certified. You know, so you need to be an Apple service services provider who can repair the devices. That means that you have to pay money to go through their certification and then you're able to buy parts from them. Um, So the the biggest piece of this is that Apple was suing him because he wasn't using certified replacement parts through Apple. He was using refurbished quote-unquote counterfeit parts even though they were made from original iPhones to repair phones They tried to um, get him to sign a document saying he would never do this again. He declined to sign it. They decided they were going to sue him. Long story short, he won the lawsuit. Right. Um, And this kind of ties into the, the right to repair movement that's happening across the world, which is a movement about if I own this device, I should be able to repair it in any way I want without any consequences. Um, and so this is like a good step in the direction of, hey, uh, Apple, um, I'm proud of you and I'm going to let you finish, but anybody at any time should be able to repair their phone, uh, especially this, if it's not under warranty. Right. And this goes even with you. I know you've done a few repairs on on Apple devices, yeah. you know, batteries mostly. I don't know if you've done any screens. I've done screens. I've done a screen and two batteries. Okay. So to kind of give everyone a little, you know, info on this. So think about it this way. If this gentleman in Norway, he got a bunch of screens, but the glass were cracked, but the back panel is still good. So like we talked about in one of our other episodes, if you listen to laminated screens. Yeah. So all together. So you've got your, your touch, your touch area and your actual LCD uh, screen or LED all put in together with the glass. And let's say the glass breaks. Okay, that screen is still good and it's still all made by Apple. You send a bunch of these back to China yep. and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll refurbish these. We'll remove that glass layer that's broken and, and we'll put it. a new and replace it. So yep. it's not going to be replaced with maybe another, uh, you know, legit iPhone uh, part, but it's going to be replaced. So then he gets these back and he's doing repairs. And on the back of this, it says it's an Apple part, right? Because it is. Yeah. Because the LCD is still... 
an Apple product and the touch, the touch part of it is still an Apple product. It's just the glass that's not. But so the counterfeiting issue is like, hey, you're selling it as it's an Apple product. It still is. That part of it wasn't changed. He didn't yeah. put on an Apple logo on this. This is an I, legit. And I think from Apple their product. perspective, it's like you can't really. You sent it to China. You can't verify that they didn't change anything about the product before sending it back to you. Um, I kind I kind of feel like Apple's kind of, you know, they're they're overusing they're, their power. No, they're being definitely. a bully. No, I agree, hands down. Um, and the other the other perspective that they have, which I can sympathize with, is that when we have millions of people's people who own our phone, and they get them repaired with third party pieces, it causes a lot of pr- complications with the way uh, the phones may operate, right? So from their perspective, and I'm just reciting their perspective, for example, if if the dude was replacing screens with non-authorized screens, right? And then all these users suddenly started to have problems, then Apple can be like, hey, like this, this is, this is a hardware issue and then it's because you you replace the screen and now you have all these customers who are like hey man what what the hell like i got my screen replaced and now it's now my phone is broken they're not going to go back to the dude who repaired the phone they're they're probably going to go back to apple wherever they can right and it just it just causes issues with we always talk about how apple makes the hardware and software you know combination that works the best right and it it kind of i guess their approach is that when you replace the hardware with non-authorized hardware or non-certified replacement parts you're you're potentially causing more issues for your customer long term you know um and stuff so that that's I kind of feel but don't get me wrong i agree i think they're they're totally over the top with this you know, and having to do this, I'm and I'm and I'm glad that this guy won that lawsuit. Right, because I feel like that's kind of like an excuse on Apple's end. Okay, listen, we make this phone or this iPad or this, you know, this laptop, this iMac or or MacBook. Yeah, and basically, we want you to get only our parts. We're gonna charge you, you know, like a ridiculous amount of money, and sometimes you don't have that type of money to do this repair so you're going to go to a third-party repair shop and it's not an authorized one it's fine telling your customer in my opinion hey listen if you went to this third party and you're having issues with it you have to go back to them if they have a warranty if they don't then it's kind of your problem but not like hey we don't even want this third party to exist that's just like crazy no we don't want them to exist we want to cut off any business that hasn't paid us uh, you know, to become a, a certified business, even though his repair is not any less, it's it's not any worse than maybe this this actual like certified um, third party is. And yeah. and I think it's ridiculous to be like, no, we want to control it to the point where um, it's only going to be our parts or, uh, you know, 100% our parts and repaired by a, a third party that we have But certified. in a sense this shouldn't be surprising because Apple always wants to own the end-to-end experience with a customer. And so if that means making sure that if they go to a third party 
to get their shit repaired. Apple wants to ensure from their perspective, I'm going to assume that they're getting that my customer who bought the phone, who goes to a third party, gets the same experience and the same part quality than the original manufacturer. Right. Okay, and so I totally and it- I totally understand that. Right. I don't think that that these guys should jump through hoops and get like super expensive certification for this. I think the certification can be an amount because all certifications are generally, uh, especially to do whatever like test you need to do. Um, but like if you, if Apple wouldn't have this issue, if they, you know, made it easier for someone to get certified, didn't have so many rules about around certification and gave access to those certified parts uh, you know, to to everybody who needed them, right? So it's okay, still so it's have... still an issue in their part their problem, but it it doesn't subside the fact that like, you know, yeah, you can make a, an iPhone out of third party parts, but like, will it function the way an iPhone does? Okay, so let's uh, we have two different views on this. Okay, so let's yeah. just I'll just I'll just say it like this. So you have the view of. Hey, listen, Apple's only looking out for you. They want you to basically get, you know, 100% full experience here uh, of your device. And to do that, they need you to have original parts in here, uh, you know, by certified technicians that are going to repair it properly. So you have the experience they intended you to have. That's your view on it. And and I understand that. My view on it is just they're greedy. In the end of the day, they're greedy. They want to control it all. Um but it's because but it's they too could easily. I didn't say that they're not greedy. No, no, I'm just saying it's that's definitely, the way. It's both. It's literally both of those. It's two pronged. Okay. okay, so let it's we a can two agree on that. Argument. Then. It's like, two pronged for yeah, sure. Yeah, they 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 are double edged sword. Yeah, it's a double edged sword. They are about the customer experience, and yes, they are greedy. You guys, we're talking about the biggest company in the United States. Like they make the most profit. None of their competitors can make the profit that they make. And you can call everybody who buys a phone a sheep or whatever the hell you want to call us. But at the end of the day, the thing that they try their best to, and they're a bit lacking lately in my opinion, but that's another story for another day. Um, the, the thing that they try to give you is the best experience end to end. Buying the phone, using the phone, getting the phone repaired, end to end they try to make your experience the best. And when they fail, they know they fail, they know they mess up, and they do something about it. That's not always the case, don't get me wrong. You know, Linus Tech Tips, you know, uh, Mac Pro issue is a, is a good example of that. Which I want to get on that. Right? I, wanna, I don't want to make it a big thing, but I just want right? to kind of get some info on your end on you that. You know, but, but it's, it's, still like, it's still a thing where like generally, you know, other than some f- a few, you know, pocket holes and certain cases... Like they, yeah, they're in it to make the money and make the customer happy. That's that's what they're trying to do, plain and simple. You know, I think in the, we in could the have said we day, could I... have started this argument off with, "Listen, Apple has always been greedy, plain and simple, because they always right. have. They've always made quote unquote premium products, quote unquote." Dude, they released a fifteen hundred dollar iPhone in Canada, and people still bought it, like me and you. Like, right. You can't tell me that you know the biggest rumors coming out of the iPhone. No, their marketing were, is great. I'm not going to yeah, lie. No, they but have at the end of the day, the best the marketing, marketing out there. The, at the end of the day, coming out of the iPhone 10, they were like, okay, yeah, I can. Do you remember back in the day when people were like, 
hey, uh, Apple, you should probably uh, make a cheaper, I think it was an iPad, or that the iPad mini was too expensive. And, and you know what Apple's response to the press was? Uh, we make premium products and the customers that, w- that uh, buy our products will buy it. Like, basically, we make expensive shit and the people we serve to will buy that expensive shit. Right. Right? And it's true. I think, it's true. I think that's a sad thing, though, to say that um, if you ever want to know what the Apple experience is, you have to have a lot of money because the Apple experience is very expensive. But, and that kind of he, like on the contrary, contradicts though, the whole we want on the to contrary, get everyone... Though. On the contrary, the biggest piece out of the iPhone 10 and all that is everybody going around saying it's a $1,500 phone. No one other than a few select people like me are going to buy it for $1,500. And I didn't even buy it for $1,500. I bought it on a two-year term for like $799. Like, I didn't buy it for full price. Nobody buys their phones for full price these days. I do. Except for you. <laughs> yeah, I buy my phones for full price. So. But but you get what I'm saying is that most people are not like me and you who will buy a phone every year. Most people are buying their phone when they get to a, you know, two-year term and they can get a new phone on reduced sub subsidized pricing, right? And so the costs, like, don't get me wrong about Apple's other products. They're still really expensive. People still buy them, right? They they make for great gifts, you know? But as as for, like, even iPhones and iPads, because Rogers and all these people sell them iPads as well under subsidized pricing, dude, like... The fu- listen, the funniest thing about this conversation right now is that anybody who's listening to this podcast right now could see how much and how heartfelt... <laughs> My co-host here, Marky, is about Apple, okay? You can hear it in his voice. He will go on for hours to what he calls not defending, but defending but, Apple. But and it's, it's too pronged. Again, I'm I'm all about but I can you gotta admit, I love defending Apple, you know, because I, I most of the time, you know, see why they make the decisions they do. But I can I can be real with you. Yeah, they're being greedy. Plain and simple. At the end of the at the end of this story, you should take away this. Apple tried to be greedy with a a small time repair shop in Norway. Okay, they tried to sue him. They failed. Nothing changes. Plain and simple. They're gonna nothing conti- changes. They're continuing. If anything, hopefully, good changes come out yeah, of it, no, which is it, like you nothing said, nothing changes movement. for them. Good right. thing for him. He gets to keep doing what he's doing, and 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 repairing people's phones and bravo because i don't know if there's an apple store in in norway and if he's the only person out there who can repair phones dude do it i don't care so so let's let's actually jump quickly into the linus tech tip situation yeah let's let's get out of this whole norway um, situation do you, let's do jump you into know this. what happened from what i understand uh he purchased a brand new uh, imac pro yeah that's he, exactly right. They damaged the screen. The product's very new from what I understand. And this is kind of where the story, uh, you can kind of understand, but you don't understand at the same time. Yeah. So basically, he bought this 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 um, iMac Pro, which is new. This is a new product, just came out. Somehow, the screen got damaged. They went and called Apple and said, listen, we want to repair the screen. We've damaged it. We know we have to pay for it. We're trying to get it repaired. And Apple's like, sure, you know what? We'll need to get some parts to repair it. And uh, we can go ahead and do that. And then he gets an email back and they're like, we don't have the part. You know, it's the product's too new. Yeah. 
we we just assumed no one would break the screen yet and we and, didn't and prepare little, little we caveat didn't prepare here. for any repairs sorry little caveat here is that he knew that they wouldn't repair it under warranty he was going to pay for the repair he didn't care right, what it cost right. he just wanted it wasn't to like he had some apple care plus or anything like that exactly and he was expecting now this is where i don't understand okay Be- being such a big company so basically um, his screen is broken. He's trying to get Apple to repair it. They can't get a part for it. They can't get someone to repair it because it's so new and they haven't, um, they weren't prepared for this. They honestly were not, prepared. they were caught with their pants down. Yeah. They should have been, this should have been a system already in. They, they known like even shipping it out, it could have got damaged or like the person picked it up for the first time, dropped it, whatever the situation is. Basically at this point, it's like your only option is to go buy a new one or, find a third party but this third party can't find screens either unless someone's broken a different part in their in their iMac Pro which is a brand new device yeah so most the likely of that ha- the likelihood of that happening is like zero to none yeah so not at all and he's stuck in this situation where he can't repair it so what what is his only option is to purchase a new one but he's got all this information and all this stuff on his on his current you know, device. He doesn't want to go out and have it, to buy a new one. So just but to let me, just to just to like add some more detail here. Okay, add add some it was, more detail. It was more than just the screen. So oh, okay. so they broke the screen, they broke the power supply, and there was one more component. I forget what it is. So they broke three pieces in this iMac, and I'm okay. assuming none of those pieces have, you know, like going back to certified Apple certified repair parts for them. There was never any Apple certified. Not even Apple could repair this. Think about that. Take yes. a second and think about that. Apple's like, we can't repair our own device. That that makes no sense, right? It's insane to even think that. It's like you, you just bought a car. You took it back to the dealership because a control arm or any part of the car broke. And the dealership's like, we don't have parts for that and we can't repair it. Yeah. I just bought the car from you. This is insane. You didn't even get off the lot and it already broke. Yeah, yeah. it and already they, broke. You turn around and you're like, hey, my my wheel came off. Can you replace it? And they're like, no, we don't even have wheels for this car anymore. Right. So the funniest thing I find is like, first of all, that information you just gave me about all those other parts breaking makes sense because I'm assuming if it was just a screen, he could do like an exterior screen, right? Yeah, you definitely. Could use some I've, kind of port so and use. a little side tangent. I've replaced a hard drive in that Mac you sold to Sam's dad. Okay. I replaced the hard drive in that, and, and the way you do that is you have to take off the front screen. And Makes so, sense. And so I did that, and in all technicality, from my perspective, replacing just the screen super easy. Apple should have been probably totally okay just repairing the screen. It's literally just swap in, unplug some stuff, plug that's some on stuff your, back in. That's on that iMac, though. You don't know if the iMac no, is any all, different. No, all those new ones are like that, right? They are all they like have that? magnets that hold the screen in place, and you just pop them off, unplug some ribbon cables, and plug some ribbon cables back in and pop them back on. But again, it, so, it could have been like they don't even have that part yet. So so can I ask you a question? Um and you can you can agree or disagree with me. Yeah. You're Apple. You're caught with your pants down. Yeah. And you're caught with your pants down by someone who's known very well, who's gonna who's gonna basically tell everyone about his his situation that he's he's having. 
Well, why Linus also not... is like he's an Apple. He's not the biggest Apple fanboy. No, he, he isn't. He, but that's why I'm saying you would think like Apple, Apple would want him to be lot. happy. So I think watching that video, I think there are parts in it where I get his disdain, but there was parts where I feel like he was being a tiny bit dramatic. Maybe bias. No, it's definitely his bias is going to come out no matter what, right? It's just like when you talk to MKBHD, he's like, "Why, why are you so biased towards Android?" He's like, "Well, that's my channel. I have a bias. I like Android. That's it." Right. Right. Like, but that's that's same with Linus. Linus is going to be biased, right? And okay. I think that bias comes out in his video. But go ahead. Let, yeah. Let Let me say what I, what I want to say here. And basically. You're Apple. You're now s- stuck in the situation where you don't have parts for something you sold. Yeah. Which makes no sense, but you're in this situation. Um, I don't remember if he had something like on the actual computer uh, software-wise that he needed or if it was just he needed the hardware repaired. It's a, it's a workstation, it, so he's using it it's for a workstation. video editing. Okay, but I'm assuming his hard, hard drive would have everything he needs on it. I think so, he yeah. He could just easily take out that hard drive. Why not just say, listen, we I can't don't repair say easily because they're soldered to the motherboard. But even... are they okay? So that wouldn't be as easy. No. <laughs> uh, why not just say, listen, we messed up. We don't have the parts for this. How can we make it up to you? Can we just give you a brand new device? Kind of like if you were doing with a phone swap. You know, you have Apple. So Care the Plus, reason like, is, is that he broke the device. I understand, but you don't have the parts to repair it. He's he's fine. Saying he broke it and he's fine paying so, for so it. So here's but the you difference. don't have and an it, option and it, for and it. And it goes with any device, though. Here's the difference: you you break the device, it, you pay for repair. If there's no way to repair it, then I guess too bad, right? If um, if if it's broken or has a defect, then they'll just like replace it, you know, or try to repair it. Right, it's it's just the general thing. Same with an iPhone. If you have an iPhone or any phone, if like you drop the phone and you don't have Apple Care Plus to to you know cover you for accidental damage, like you go to an, an Apple store and they're gonna be like, "Well, sucks to be you, man." Like, sorry, like you want you want to buy a replacement phone? It's gonna be, you know, four hundred and blah 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 dollars. I'm just making up a number, but you know, but if so, if, is that an option they gave him though, or like a cheaper? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how many of these things are in circulation. With the iMac Pro specifically, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make the immediate assumption that every single Mac Pro is is made to order. So every every there's no a default configuration like some of their laptops and desktops. I'm assuming that every time you order one of these, they have to custom make it and send it to you. Because they don't want to mass produce these because they're so expensive. And most of the people who are buying these um, can drop the money. It's not a consumer product. It's a pro product, right? So from what you're telling me, um, and I'm assuming you either know for sure or don't, they're custom made for the customer. Yeah. So the only reason I know that is when I bought my, my MacBook Air, right? Um, the default configuration only comes with eight gigs of RAM and like the lowest end processor. As soon as you change anything about that, they have to make that at the factory and then it sh- gets shipped to you from the factory to, to your house. But would that not mean there are parts? If this is being custom made, no, it's would like that not when mean there are when parts? They're, when they're manufacturing the board, they're putting in 
the actual like 16 bit dims instead of 16 gig dims instead of the 8 gig dims. You know what I'm saying? But this board is going into the other components, which means they have these other components. Yeah, they finish the device. It's not like they're they're like taking out the board and then adding it on. Yeah, During what the I'm process, saying though is that they're it. made to order. They're there, like they're in the factory. Like I get like what you're trying to say. You're like saying pre-built. You're saying they're not pre-built. So it's not like on like a Mac they're sh- making them custom. They're made to order. So basically, that so that there's no stock sitting in a, in a warehouse somewhere. They're made to order right there and then. Apple puts so. What's order. the wait time for one of these devices? It depends, like one to two weeks, depending on what it says on the store. It's generally like one to two weeks, or a couple of days, or like like five to seven days or something like that. They make one In quick the end and the- then send it to you. The the longest time you wait is is the sending to you, not the making part. So in the end of the day, I think the situation is just like hilarious. That you've bought a brand new product that was just released. Yeah. You've had an accident with it and now you can't get it repaired. I understand you were comparing it to like a phone. Um, and it did happen with let's say iPhone uh ten when they came out. There were circumstances where people were breaking them and because the the supply was low, you couldn't get a replacement, but they gave you a loaner phone because it's kind of different. You could just restore everything, right? Yeah. They gave you a loaner phone until they got your phone repaired. If it was their fault, you know, you're getting a loaner phone because, you know, the phone had an issue. And iPhone 7, that actually happened with me when it had that little hissing sound. Mm-hmm. They wanted, they didn't have any iPhone 7s around to give you as a as a replacement. And it wasn't something they can fix in house. There, it had to be sent out. Yeah, it was so, a total. Um, it's total part replacement, right? So this is not the first time Apple's had a, a situation like this. It's just the first time they have no answers. They yeah. have no answers for him. They they they're not. They're not like, hey, listen, we'll give you a replacement at a cheaper price because we don't have the option for you to repair it. Yeah. Um, and, and, now and, assuming- and going back to what I was saying, but that's the problem is that they don't have a replacement because all of these devices are probably made to order. Like it's like I'm saying, they don't they're not keeping Mac Pros in the in the store just to like, you know, in in okay, even better, in his specific configuration, they're not keeping them in store for them to just be like, Hey buddy, here, take it. Right? Which he, I'm assuming he has like the high. He has like a high end. Like he basically maxed out the Mac Pro iMac Pro, right? So that's what I'm saying. When you have a made-to-order device, they probably put pieces in there that are not directly replaceable, at least not right now, right? I, I wouldn't doubt if, if like, a couple of months go by and they have, you know, they have the ability to uh, to replace it. But, yeah, I, I agree. He's in a really shitty situation right now where, like, he wants to pay for this repair for, like, a, you know, plus four thousand dollar device and he he can't right like he's just stuck and again I, I think there's a lot of factors here that go into it it's shitty that apple didn't have any parts you know or didn't consider people will be breaking this we don't know what the deal is right like um but yeah like i said these these specific computers would be the most made to order computers ever you know, of all Apple's devices. And the only reason I say this is because of how much out of all their computers you can customize the Mac, iMac Pro. You can change the the processor to like Xenon tiers. You can get up to like 128 gigs of RAM. Like, like these things can get in really complex configurations. The more options you add to a configuration, 
portion, you're multiplying the amount of different configurations you can create by a hundred, you know? Right. So I say, let's move on. Uh, just because we're getting way too much into Apple news here, I'm kind of tired of listening <laughs> hearing about okay. Apple. No, it, it's it's just we're really getting into detail here. I I think we've got the we got the, gist the main there. part of we yeah. got the gist of it. You know, Apple's like greedy and they don't have parts, and they don't have parts. <laughs> they're not just greedy; they don't even have like the parts to sell you, and they they're greedy, parts, which makes no greedy. sense. They don't. They, don't <laughs> they couldn't even give they're you so certified <laughs> parts if they wanted to. <laughs> Okay, so on on other news here, um, there's been actually two um, deaths lately in the uh, oh in yeah the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of them was a Avicii. the music industry. Right. Go ahead. I'll let you. Yeah, yeah. So EDM artist and DJ Avicii died at 28. Uh, I don't too know. Young, way too young. Yeah, seriously. I don't know what his cause of death was, but I heard he it had... hasn't been. It hasn't been said yet okay. uh, what the cause well, of death is. Well, they did say that he had acute pancreatitis because of his excessive drinking earlier in his life. So I don't know if it's ca that's cause to why he passed away or if it's something totally unrelated. But um, He did have some health issues because he was out for a while yeah, taking care of some health issues. So. He decided because of that acute pancreatitis in 2014, he had his... His gallbladder and I think something else removed, uh, like two two organs in your body were removed, um, and um, again he was fighting that acute pancreatitis situation. Like, as it's it weighs pretty heavily on somebody, you know, when their body isn't functioning the way you know a body should, especially because of something like drinking excessively, right? Um, but again, going back, he is to into his like age. the whole partying, right? He's into yeah, he's, the, like he's that's what he does. He's a DJ, yeah, right? He's a so, DJ. Uh, but not it's, to say it, that every DJ out there is drinking, but no, it's true. But it's still sad that the dude died at twenty eight. It like it's, it's horrible. You know, I, I'm just hoping that it was like peaceful and he didn't die in any sort of pain or anything like that. But you know. and, and great music. I, I love his his music. I've so never been a be fan, missed. but I can appreciate you know the some songs that I did listen to that I enjoyed. You know, like the Hey Brother. I forget what that song is called, called but uh, it was a pretty good one. Um, and then the also, other one, yeah, the other one was uh, Vern Troyer, yeah. which is uh, Mini Me from Austin Powers. Yeah, man, dies, dies at forty nine. Forty nine. Dude, that yeah. man, that like that dude was so good. He's such a cool guy. Like every interview I've ever seen him in, any shows that he's ever been in, like he was just a real guy. You know, struggled with illness, obviously, because you know, I guess when you're that small, like right, he has a disability. You know, stuff hits him harder. But I remember, like, he would have like these really dope scooters that he'd walk around in. Like I remember he had a, a scooter he got like like fixed up to look like like a Tesla or something like that. Like Well, he had an actual Tesla. I I, I watched one of his YouTube videos. He had a Tesla. Like you know one of those like uh like a toy like battery car. power Tesla. Yeah, yeah. yeah the toy car. Yeah, and yeah. It was sent to him and he's like popping it out and he's like driving it around and he's giving everyone the thing like he's leaving <laughs> giving the finger. It was it was hilarious and he's like opening the the trunk and this and that and switching the speed. I remember because there's like speed number one and number two. He's like, <laughs> no, speed number two, 
right? And it's this huge box bigger than him, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the car was built for him, you know? It, it, yeah, he seemed like a really, I didn't personally know the man. No. But, uh, you know, and like you said, in the interviews and like just reading on his bio, he seemed like a really caring person. Yeah, it's very You genuine, know, he had to struggle with caring. a lot in his life, so. He didn't take any shit. Like, you know, a lot of his interviews, like he wouldn't be af- afraid to cuss or anything like that. Like, you know, he was just himself. And I like I like people who are unapologetically themselves, you know, especially after being, you know, famous for a certain movie or whatever, you know. Right. But you know what, you know what, you know what this reminds me of? So there's been long rumors that there's going to be another Austin Powers movie. Um, And that's just like the sad thing is that he won't be in that, you know. Because, right, because he's a huge part of Yeah, of, he was like that, a right? huge pivotal piece to like the whole yeah. Dr. Evil arc, right? But, I just, I didn't want to put us on a sad note. That's kind of just like, I wanted to give a, you know, rest in peace to those two. So, okay. So then I wanted to tell you, have you heard of the last straw movement? I have, I have heard a little bit about it. So basically, um, we want, from what I understand, they want everyone to go to reusable straws Okay. And stop just using one use straws because, you know, our sea, our ocean, everything is just like filled with plastic and straws are one of the like biggest issues of how many people use straws how many times per day so go ahead give me some more info on that well did no you 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 uh you summarized it pretty well i was just really i was at dinner like we were talking about at the beginning of of the podcast and and uh fallon which is uh brandon my brother-in-law's girlfriend brought up that you know uh restaurants are going to be opting into uh straw only on request which which is what it sounds like. You will only get a straw with your drink if you ask for one. Uh, and this is one of the ways that like restaurants specifically are trying to help cut down on unneeded plastic use, you know. Um, right, because I heard one of the one of the news uh, titles were like that Trudeau's not, you know, joining this movement. Uh, he sidestepped a question in regards to it. I wouldn't say that he's not going to but we'll see uh but british uh the britain's government has already decided that they're trying to phase out avoidable use of plastic by 2042 or something like that so they want to make it so that no it's not that we're not using plastic is that wherever we can avoid using plastic let's avoid using plastic Right, because it's not just straws. We we can no, say it's, it's, it's not just it's, straws. It's not it's, just straws. It's it's plastic in general. Specifically, I want to say black plastic. Um, so in restaurants, you always get black straws. This type of plastic, from what I understand, is not recyclable. So it's basically garbage. Right. Yeah, uh, black black uh, plastic is not recyclable. You know, so like, and I get it's maybe for I don't know why companies want black plastic, but I guess it's for aesthetics. But like I'm totally down for you know clear plastic containers whenever I get food because I don't really care what it looks like, you know. Like, I think the whole plastic situation now, even with like we're talking about straws, but even water bottles, um, you know, if you've seen some of these videos and how much plastic is in our ocean, I think a lot of people don't really think about it. They're just kind of like they're into the the moment at the time, and it's like whatever. I got a plastic bottle. I'm using it. I don't care. But Think about billions of people and 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 doing this over and over, you know. Yeah. What it's it's insane. We're destroying, you know, our water source. We're destroying the earth, and I don't want to seem like one of those, you know, save the world people. But the no, truth is, but it's it's it it's, just it's doesn't your, make sense. 
Yeah, you know, no, we live here. We share it's, this, right? Yes, yeah, uh, straight up. I totally agree. Like, dude, there are um, there are just like a lot of really stupid stuff that we're doing in this world, and we could totally rectify. You know, we're never gonna save the Earth. It's too far gone at this point. Every scientist will say that. Like, you can't fix the ozone layer. You've already destroyed it. But like we can do good things to help prolong the life of the earth and make it a healthier earth. And this is probably a great, you know, step in that direction. Reduce greenhouse gases and, you know, the move to electric cars probably will help a lot and reduce use. Technology of definitely, the technology definitely helps with, you know, uh, all this in the future, you know, and that's, that's yeah. like talking about water well, it's, bottles. It's, it's also too get because for the longest time, technology has been the reason a, a big reason why we have, you know, even bigger landfills now because for the longest time they didn't know how to recycle technology, right? So. No, they didn't. And and that's one of the biggest thing is um, when somebody hears about um, phone recycling, and I want to get this out there because this is actually important. Uh, somebody tells you, hey, have you recycled your phone? And I think it's educating people, and I think that's the issue. And this is great that this this is now, you know, intertwining with technology here. If you have a cell phone yeah. or any kind of device, you know, laptop, uh, you know, printer, whatever it is, and it's so old and you don't need it anymore, you're not supposed to be throwing that out into the garbage. No. And when we say recycled, we don't mean throw it into a blue bin either. No. Because that is not how you recycle. There are designated um, places for this stuff. Right. And you some places like you can go into your like Best Buy and drop off some yeah. old old tech that you want recycled. Then they'll right, they'll right put at it the in front the proper door place. Is, is like right there. There's bins for you to put this stuff in. Right. So if you got this old phone, batteries are like the worst things to throw into oh, you know yeah. a recycling bin. It, there's even something on there, you know, there's like usually a marking on there. And think about it, if your battery is integrated into your phone and you throw out your phone, you're throwing out that battery as well. Yep. And uh, so we don't want to do that because that it, it takes forever for that stuff. It like will never break down. Basically, just think about the things we found, uh, you know, that are metal, you know, hundreds, hundreds of years ago that are still in the ground. Right. You don't want that in landfills. There's proper ways of recycling and reusing the minerals inside of. Yeah. Uh, and our, we're going to run devices. out of those minerals. So like we need to find ways to recycle them and, and get them right. from our old devices that we're no longer using. And this is a great way to do that. But I do think it's it's educating the the masses, right? Because right yeah. now, when you say recycle, we think of blue bins. So you say recycle your phone, automatically people think throw their I, phone into a I recycling bin. I still think bin. the city of Toronto doesn't do a good job of telling, you know, I think like a pamphlet every couple of months needs to hit your doorstep to tell you, what you should be putting in your green bin, what you should be putting in your blue bin, and what you should be putting in the garbage, you know. Um, or use some other kind of media, like make yeah. make a, maybe an app, maybe make an because app there's, so people there's can like, open it on their phone. A lot phone. of people don't know you can't recycle black plastic. It's not a thing you can do, you know. So they end no, up putting... No, a lot of people don't know that. They probably put a, their black plastic in their blue bin, and then the blue bin gets taken away, and now someone at a you know sorting facility has to sort out black plastic and throw it away, because... Which, let me tell you, is impossible. It never gets sorted 100%. Yeah. It just doesn't. And another question, styrofoam. Do you know... Let me ask you personally. You know if that's recyclable? No, I don't think it is. It isn't, right? But a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. A lot of people throw styrofoam into there. Some people even throw dumb things like wood because wood is nature and it should be recyclable. 
You know what I mean? And no, I understand <laughs> papers so made dumb. from wood. No, but they think papers made from wood. Oh yeah, which should you be can recyclable, turn the wood right? into paper again. No, that's not how that right. works. Right? <laughs> it's not how that works. You know. Uh, so it's it's it's. I think it's it's definitely um, educating. Yeah. Education, educating, educating the the masses out there and yeah. getting everyone to know how it works. But going back into another tech topic, because I want to kind of get this it. out. I thought it was a funny story. Um, I was watching a YouTube video and it was kind of like um, a cop situation. Okay. And this this uh, car wrecks and they catch one of the people fleeing from the vehicle. And this gentleman's like, uh, no, no, I was in the passenger seat. Okay. I... I I didn't steal the phone. The guy threw the keys at me. I grabbed the keys. That's the only reason I have the keys for the car. Uh, but I didn't I didn't steal the car. I was a passenger in the car. Yeah. And they're like, so you were a passenger. You didn't steal this car. No, no. So then the victim, the owner of the vehicle, is talking to cops on the side. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm assuming if he had the keys, maybe the guy left the keys inside the car for a second or something. Okay. I don't know okay. how, how the car was stolen. They never gave you any information on that. Yeah. But he pulls out his phone, so I could tell it's an iPhone. <laughs> and here's the funniest part about this. He's like, uh, yesterday I purchased a brand new phone because my car was stolen with my old iPhone in it. Oh, my God. And basically, listen to this. He's like, basically, I synced my phone. <laughs> this moron <laughs> who stole the car took a video of himself because I'm assuming the phone wasn't locked, right? Wow. Took a video of himself with a gun pointing it in front of the camera uh -huh. and using the same shirt he's using right now while he <laughs> ran away from this car. <laughs> and when this man synced his phone, he got it He got it from a backup, right? He yeah. restored a backup. I'm assuming the other moron had it on Wi-Fi as well, yeah, or yeah. maybe the carrier service was still working because the phone was stolen, right? Yeah. And it backed up the video. So he had like the proof that this moron was the guy who stole the car because he used his damn <laughs> phone to record a video of him pointing a gun at the phone. That's Like so trying funny. to act like a badass. And and he the cop's like, he's even using the same shirt. Yeah, he's definitely the one who stole the car. So he and got, this guy's like, no, no, busted? I was just a passenger. Yeah, he got busted. It's wow, hilarious. So I was like, what a moron. Where Not is only this? did he like, steal where this, did this car. Where In the States. In oh, the okay. States somewhere. That's so funny. This is just like one of those videos that's like dumb criminals, basically. Seriously. It was one of those dumb criminals. That, that's a dumb criminal. Technology is like escape some criminals to the point where they do stuff like this. Like... Like, dude, like, if you're going to be discreet, be discreet. Don't be, like, taking someone's phone and then making videos of yourself with them, like. While still hooked up to some sort of internet connection, yeah. whether it was the data connection of, of the gentleman's uh, GSM chip. Yeah, like, or it was, like, Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah exactly. like, you should have deleted the phone before you go put a video of you waving around a gun. Like, how dumb can you be? No, seriously. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I thought it was hilarious to laugh so hard. No, I was that, like, dude, what that is funny because like, <laughs> it, like technology has changed the way people, you know, interact. Like there are a lot of these guys who think they're straight shooters and like, you know, try to act tough in, in videos, but you never know when it's going to get you busted. Right. Like that's hilarious. You also, you also talked about, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but you also talked about Xbox. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a couple of cool things coming to Xbox, you know, if we make our gaming tangent here. Uh, it's getting 1440p resolution. 
um, an update that will bring 1440p as a resolution as well as 120 hertz. So if you have one of those like high refresh monitors, now you can utilize your Xbox One for the high refresh stuff. That's pretty cool. So to clarify that, that is the Xbox One, which is the the pre the gen prior to the Xbox One X, which already has 4K. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're all getting them, all the devices. They didn't actually specify which ones would and which ones wouldn't. They just said there's a whole bunch of new features coming in the May update. Um, and the, the biggest, I would say the biggest notable feature would be the higher refresh rate in the 1440p. Right. That's what I was going to say because the 1440p, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but does it matter when a game is is done at like 900p with the 14? I don't think so. I think it just gets scaled up with the internal scaler, you know. So you're still at a 900p anyways. Yeah, like but that's, that's, that's the that's same with was... a lot of games for, you know, even the last generation did that. Like your Xbox, your Xbox 360, technically most games didn't do 1080. They were like 900p and then got updated or upscaled to the other, you know, whatever amounts to get 1080 you know? right and that's a that's we're talking like a lot of technical terms here some people might be like what are you talking it's, about it's resolution guys it's, it's resolution, just resolution yeah. um the other couple of features i'll just mention they improved the family settings on the xbox there's a better clip trimming from the guide so when you make clips uh little video clips you can you know edit them right there in the guide um, and then they've added groups to the games section. So you can actually just group your games into like whatever you want, you know. Um, and right, I saw the apps and apps and games, right? You can group them now. And then the other thing that they didn't really touch a lot on is that they are changing some of the commands that you can use when you, you know, interact with the dashboard, like what buttons you can press to bring up certain things and and all that stuff. So, so wasn't there an update for like the actual controller app? And the oh yeah, yeah, the, the, the app. accessories app also got a, a probably a visual update. So now you can, uh, and instead of it all being on one screen, they've broke it out into left stick, right stick, triggers, vibration, Xbox button brightness, and all that stuff. So, um, awesome. So I'm really assuming cool. you wouldn't know much about any PS4 updates, as neither of us own one. No, but I do know that God of War came out, and that game looks incredible. Holy it does, crap. and I've personally I've gone to Best Buy, you know, because it's like a religion for me to go to my local tech store. Yeah, and I was there, and I was like, "There's a, f- there's quite a few titles I want to play." Yeah, you know, because I know The Last of Us, they're making another one, and that's coming out as well. Yep, it is. And then there's even like I want to play Horizon. You know, Horizon. And that's not like a so new I, game. So I've had a chance to play Horizon. So a coworker of mine brought in his PlayStation at, at uh, you know, during the holiday season. There's like three okay. days where we were in the office. So he brought in the PlayStation every time, like at lunch or after work, we would play on the PlayStation. And uh, we also have a 4K TV there. So it was his opportunity nice. to check out 4K and, and the games. And so, um, yeah, he brought it in and he let me play Horizon Zero Dawn. It was super cool. It was a super nice game. I didn't play any of the story, so I don't know you know how that flows but like just from a visual perspective that game is like phenomenal yeah, I've, I've really wanted to play that game i've actually because i did own a ps4 you did and yeah. found out it collected way too much dust and just got rid of it and it's because all your now friends with all these Xbox. it is right it's it's where the the community i hang out with is yeah but 
that's where my issue is now is like there's all these exclusive titles and I was at Best Buy and I was like, oh, how much would it cost to buy it? They're still pretty pricey. Yeah, it's still you know what I mean? four, and what, it's four ninety nine or three ninety nine. Yeah, it's still like the five hundred dollar range, and that's not even the pro. Yeah, I think that's just the the regular PS four, just so, a regular one. Yeah. So it's like, oh my! I thought this would have been like, you know, you know how the slim version always gets a bit cheaper and cheaper, and but it's not there yet. And I was like, I can't justify you know five hundred dollars to play. A, you know, a hundred dollar yeah. game because I'm I'm in like six hundred, seven hundred dollars after taxes, right? Yeah, yeah, same, with same. The games, I've so. considered it too, and I'm like, ah, like I don't know if I could do that. You know, mind you, I have the benefit that Brandon lives upstairs and he has a PlayStation Four, so I could technically just buy the game and play it. Um. Oh, then definitely I would do that. But um. But man, God of War looks insane. It, it looks does look insane, so amazing. Yeah. I've been watching some streamers play it, um, you know, because I want to get just a little bit of tidbits of like what happens as you continue to play the game, as well as you know, just a little bit of the story. Um, and man, that game is incredible. Like, just all the God of Wars have always been amazing games, though. Yeah, but I mean, for a game that departs from the original like style, the original style is an isometric, like almost top-down game, whereas right. this game is literally over-the-shoulder third-person, um, and so the combat feels like very different from the previous games, especially because now instead of the Blades of Chaos, you have this, uh, I think it's called the Leviathan Axe, and man, like just gameplay-wise, it's it's... It's an interesting, really cool way to modernize the God of War franchise. Um, and I think from what I understand, they left the story open, so they should be making more of these going forward and starting a new trilogy maybe or a new duology. I don't know what it is. Well, they'd be crazy to kill the franchise, right? Yeah. Well, I think from what I've heard, and I'm not going to say that's going to ruin it, um, but yeah, they, they they have some interesting places they're going to take this franchise. I think it's really cool. Um, especially cause like now all the mythology is Norse mythology. And so you talk about like Odin and Thor and all that stuff. Like it's pretty cool. That's awesome. What other, I've uh, actually, what other games were you interested? So you said horizon zero dawn, uh, the last, uh, the, the newer last of us. Yeah. The last of us two or whatever. They I think it's call called it, right? last of us two. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the main ones. I know there's, there's other ones as well. I do love Gran Turismo's. Yeah. Uh, I'm They're a big car fan. Sport. We talked about this. Did sport come yeah. out or is it coming out? I don't know. I don't really follow it just because I know if I do follow it and I can't get it, I'm going to be, <laughs> yeah. But luckily for you, like every there. year there's a new Forza. So this year should be Horizon and next year should be another numbered Forza. I'm not so much into the Forzas. I, I do like Horizon. I And then again, going into Gran Turismo, that is more like a Forza, not like a Horizon, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a hardcore simulator. Uh, I just grew up with uh, Gran Turismo, and that's why I love it. Yeah, and Forza is awesome. I grew up. It's with just Gran Turismo sometimes, too. yeah. That that whole like um, that whole uh, what do you call it? Uh, I just said the word. <laughs> the whole simulated yeah. system yeah, kind of yeah. gets boring after a while, right? Like the the racing simulation, it just gets a little boring after a while. With Gran Turismo. And and the biggest joy for me back in the day was like honestly buying like used cars, and I don't know if you remember yeah. that like Gran Turismo you'd buy like a used Honda or a used whatever, 
you tune it up and you kind of felt like they gave you a little bit of story. You're like this nobody who had to buy a used car to get into the racing system uh, industry and, and, and start from like the bottom and all the way to the top. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what I enjoy. I don't think Forza. No, Forza doesn't really have used cars, do they? No, and I probably don't think Gran so. Turismo doesn't anymore either. But that was like the whole thing about it. You were buying this like old crappy used car, but it had a lot of power. And I remember like that was the fun of it. Right. And then later on, when you made enough money as a professional driver, you'd get a, a high end car. My my biggest thing with those those simulation games is that they go so far to simulate the actual cars, but they don't simulate damage because they can't because Microsoft and Sony can't get the rights to destroy these cars. You know, the manufacturers... No, they have damage. They have damage. Not like not damage. like burnout level damage. You can't crumple this no, car. No. Like, yeah, you can get some burnout surface scratches. Burnout is a totally Great. type of different game, though. No, but think about it. Like, when you get into a major accident in, in a Forza game, like, other than a couple of scratches, like, your car is not, like, fully dented or anything. Think of these cars. No, no. You end up losing bumpers and like, stuff like, like that. Like, dude, That's these cars it. are, like... Like they are racing level cars. They've been broken down to their bare bones. These things should crumple no problem. You know, like these cars are meant to go fast and not get into accidents. And that's what the driver is trying to do. But even when you're playing like a Gran Turismo uh, or like a Forza, I mean, you could turn off that setting so it doesn't get damaged because you are in a beautiful car. And I don't think that's the point of it. You don't want to see it get damaged. No, but when I mean, that, something but like when burnout, it's a simulation, it's it adds to the realism that your actions have consequences on the vehicle. Right? Yeah, I agree. But there's just so far you can go before the game just becomes unplayable because you're going to mess up. Yeah. And if you start like destroying the car to the point where like, some of those hits, uh, you know, at those speeds, your wheel wouldn't be there anymore. So the race would be over and it would just wouldn't be fun anymore. Right. So it's got to have like a limit, I think. No, I get that. But I think like if you're going to go balls deep into the simulation genre, I think you should go balls deep and not halfway. I think maybe there should be a setting for that. Like, yeah, definitely. Go, if I want to get yeah. it super simulation, I want to crumple this car like. Yeah, make it so that when I do make that hit, like you said, at that speed, my wheel will fly off and I'm done the race. Like, that's that's my bad. I made the decision to do that thing and, and this is what happens. At that point, you're just training to become a professional driver. I want to train to become a professional <laughs> driver. Any other topics you want to talk about? Uh, Have you been playing anything new? I've, I've been playing Far Cry 5. Um, I've been playing Astroneer. Is that a PC game? It's a cross-platform Xbox and PC game. Okay. I've been playing it mostly on the PC, and I've also been playing Fortnite. You know that. So, so sorry, sorry. What did you? What were you playing? Far Cry Five. Okay. How is that? You know me. I love Far Cry. Uh, I, 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 um, heard... I haven't played enough okay. to tell you how great or it's something I dislike. Because somebody told me. Uh, I told them I was playing Far Cry and they're like, oh, I heard that's super glitchy. I haven't encountered any glitches yet, so I might not be that far into the game. I have found some some times where I don't have the game on like super hard. I have it on normal. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just getting like shot left and right. I'm like, come on. Are you serious? I have to do this over. And not just might be because I suck. Yeah. But, you know, I enjoyed no, the game. I've I heard things about it that um, are interesting for a Far Cry game. And I'll let you finish your thing before I add to your story here, but. 
yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm done. I just, I enjoy it. I'm, I'm going along with the story I'm trying to keep because that's my major issue in these games. I just kind of want to skip everything because I want to just get to playing. Yeah. I want to get to driving around and shooting people and dry and, and, you know, flying helicopters and planes. And that's kind of what I missed from, you know, the last Far Cry Primal. Yeah. Was that there was no flying vehicles, right? So first thing I did is go look for, you know, helicopters and planes and whatever I could fly. Oh, cool. And, you know, it looks amazing. You know, I have it on a PC on a 1080, um, and it looks amazing. Playing it looks at, great. playing at Ultra or Max or whatever? I'm playing at Ultra, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so the game plays well as well, just, just to put that out there. It plays well. The only thing I've noticed, and I'm pretty sure this is a hard drive issue. Okay. Sometimes it loads up, like, in a decent amount of time. Sometimes it takes forever to load up. Yeah. And I'm assuming there's probably, like, an issue with my hard drive. I think I heard I it having loading issues did it so this i would be actually one of the people who could say yeah there's times where it takes like 10 minutes to load up but then again there's times where it loads up really quick i just thought it was my hard drive so the other thing that i heard about this game is that the stealth is broken and so like uh, you'll enter into like an encampment and you'll silence like you'll use a silencer and you'll take out a guy and like everybody in the area heard you doesn't make any sense that hasn't happened to me unless it's been like fixed Um, or the other thing is like you know how you have a teammate in this game at all times right like whether he's never with me though is whether it's a dog or a person or a bear or whatever um supposedly when your teammate gets seen for some reason you automatically get seen even though they haven't seen You you like he should just be the focus of attention and they should shoot at him you know that's actually interesting i okay so my game style is kind of like you know guns blazing right okay. you know this all right this so, is like so how you don't I have like to, to worry play. about any of the stealth stuff no i don't have to worry it. about okay. that and i probably uh, don't get me wrong i like stealth i bought a, a sniper and everything well not a sniper but i bought a scope for one of my guns yeah and i do try to snipe as much as i can or like at least get like long range kills with the silencer yeah i don't like to be seen especially when you're going to these huge compounds full of people of enemies mm-hmm. but um you're right possibly because most of the time i have to pick his ass up or her ass up because they're down and I have to revive them but um i noticed as well and this is maybe something i haven't understood is they're not always with me and and maybe this is something like i've missed on how it works like i go somewhere else and like if if i've recruited someone they're not there and i don't know if like you have to recruit them per section like yeah. per area, or if it's like they should just follow you around. So I'm trying to still figure that out. Like I said, I'm not really far into the game yet. And yeah. there's a perk system where you unlock perks. Uh, so, um, yeah, the silencer issue, I've killed people with silencers, and I haven't been heard by everybody else. So I don't know. Maybe they fixed that. <clears throat> One thing I did notice is sometimes it tells you, like, someone's looking in from a certain direction. Yeah. But I don't, I, I can't, like, find the person, and then they've seen me. So maybe the stealth is a little broken. I could admit the stealth is a little broken. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard a couple of things about that game that are very different from the last ones that people are not liking too much. Like, like so supposedly all of the, you know, hunt down this animal to make this pouch or whatever, you know, all of that is now in just a menu and they're like like uh like achievements or like like you have to do it to get a thing but it's it's not like it's a a natural integration you know 
It's not like, hey, I need a bigger ammo pouch. I need like three bear hides. You know, it's like you go into a menu and they're like, oh, uh, beat this, uh, beat this thing, and you'll get a a, an, a new ammo pouch. And it's like hunt down three bears and get three bear hides or something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've gotten that far into it. I know with like uh, extra gun uh, holsters, like to carry around more weapons, you have to get something like eight eight points, eight skill points or whatever it's called. Yeah. And basically how you get those are like a bunch of little, um, well, what's in, what's the word for it? You have to kill like this many people with this gun and this many headshots or whatever. Yeah. Right? I was trying to come up with the word and I can't figure it out right now. Like, like goals, like miles. Yeah. Like, like goals, goals, like yeah. goals. Yeah. Like goals. You have to come up with these little goals and that's how you unlock this stuff. I haven't like even come close to the whole animal thing yet. Like getting an animal partner. Yeah. I know the uh, it's funny I got I got bait and uh I didn't, I guess I'm just not reading the perks sometimes I just like okay this sounds interesting and I and I get the perk but I, I, I think the it. the animal based companions are just unlocks I don't think you have to do anything oh, okay. to get them It's funny though cuz playing primal right I like fed the bait and I'm like oh come on how can I yeah. you know how can I use the skill of like um, and I forgot what the but word you, for that you are is. You're a tamer, too. though. Like you're yeah, a tame. Yeah. Tamer, right? How do like, I tame him? How do I tame him? And that, that's like you're not playing primal anymore, right? Yeah, and it yeah. wouldn't make sense uh, that you could tame. Some, I think there are some only animal. two, and there's one that's a dog. His name is Boomer, and then the other one is a bear. And the bear, you know, I want that bear. And the bear is, I think, is like Buttercup. He's got a weird name. Yeah, he's got a funny name. From uh, what, I from forget what, I what it's called. Um, but yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, I, I'll probably never play that game unless it's like super cheap or I get it in like a humble bundle or something, but no, I'll play. I'm going to play it after this. Um, yeah, I've been playing Astroneer. Astroneer is this like a open world survival game where you land on a planet and you got to make a little base and then you've got to like unlock, use like these research points to unlock new components to add to your base. Ultimately what the goal of the game is to, build a really big base, build a spaceship and get to the next planet and do that until you get to the outermost planet of the game. Okay, um, I did I did hear about this. It sounds interesting. It just sounds like it takes a lot of time. It like you it, have to it does. A There's a lot of time investment, but the cool part is is that it's like four player co-op and so you can speed all of this up by having like two or three of your friends, you know, join you uh in, you know, uh, creating a bigger base and unlocking better stuff because now you guys can like spread out and you know divide and conquer kind of thing. Um, and you play this on what you said PC? Or, I play it mostly console? on the PC because I prefer the controls on a PC. Uh, but uh, every once in a while I'll play on the Xbox if I'm bored. Um, and you purchased this game? Uh, I've purchased this game twice actually. So I, pay, I purchased this game on PC. Steam. Um. And then I found out it was coming to console, and it had crossplay, so I bought it on the console, and I got it on the the Windows Store. So I play the Windows Store version. Nice, um, nice. I'll, maybe I'll check it out if you. Yeah, it's pretty. It. It's pretty cool. You know, we have family sharing. Yes, we do have family sharing. <laughs> so maybe I'll check it out, and if it's if it's cool, yeah, I'll play with you. All right, that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You can find us on all your major podcasting networks, including uh, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. We just joined TuneIn. I'm starting to update our YouTube page. 
You can find us at youtube.com uh, and just search Pixel Refresh. We don't have a vanity URL right now. Our music is done by Ryan Little. You can find him at soundcloud.com slash Ryan Little. Uh, shout outs to him for the awesome music. And uh, yeah, I guess that's going to be the, it for this. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. This is a shout out to, uh, you know, Power Cycle. This is the final shout out. If you've waited till this moment to hear this last, you know, little after credit bit, this yeah. little this little section here, you know, shout outs, you know, because we get the last word. Shout out Power Cycle. Amazing. Shout out amazing to Mike. Podcaster. Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Mark. Yeah, Shout out to all of you. Shout out, shout shout out, out to shout the out. podcast itself. <laughs> making a year. Yeah, for sure. No, it's an awesome podcast. Shout out to, uh, you know, all the great stuff they talk about. Shout out to the fact that they keep talking about us. Yeah, shout out. It would be just hilarious if they actually wait until the end credit. Like, son of a... God damn it. You got the last shot. Pieces of... Let's see if you'll actually bleep my swear word this time. Motherfuckers. (laughs) Motherfuckers. Try to get the last damn one.